Hello, you guys. Welcome to the podcast. It is so nice to have you here. Thank you so much for joining me. So recently, I saw a website that showed the top 100 best women empowerment podcasts. And guess which number we are? We are number 18, which makes us in the top 20 of the best women podcasts. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and making this podcast a success. You guys have really helped with making this podcast a warm and cozy village filled with women who are safe spaces. Thank you guys so much for making this podcast a sisterhood. You guys literally have helped me so much with embracing my truths. And I hope that I've helped you guys embrace your own truths. Thank you so much for the messages and the kind and loving support. I truly, truly appreciate it. This year has been so incredible. I also got my Spotify wrapped for this podcast and we're streamed in over 69 countries. So this year has been a fantastic year for Sacred Sharp Radio. Thank you guys so much for sharing it and passing on my stories and my truths. I appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. So 2024 is coming and I've been thinking about where do I want this podcast to go? Where do I want to take my online work? 2023, I said this was my year of expanding, not just in my online work, but also within my personal life. I moved out my mom's house. I have so many ideas for where I want to go. I have so much freedom, so much creative space, and just I'm sovereign now. And where do I want to go? So 2024, I want to focus more on expanding into exposure. And what I mean by this is I want to put this podcast more into the light. My online work is becoming more popular and viral, especially on TikTok. My videos are becoming more popular with my decenter mom philosophy that has become viral with it reaching over 500,000 views. And I'm really realizing my work is getting more exposure. In 2024, I want to start focusing more on that. I have been thinking about landing a magazine interview. I want to get an interview. I want to put this podcast more on the map and more out there. And I want to start casting my work more into the light. And I've also been thinking about ways to protect my work from being stolen and copied. Because in this space, sometimes with other creators who are coming in, It is popular for your work to be taken. And so I have been doing lots of focusing on how to protect my work and how to keep my work safe and how to keep my work to me because my work is so personal and I take my work very, very seriously. And I want to thank you guys for also taking my work very seriously and sharing it with other people because honestly, it helps so, so much. So yeah, this year is coming to an end and that's what 
I'm focused on just bringing my name and my podcast more into exposure. That is what 2024 is going to be about. 2023, we expanded. We have moved out mama's house. We're on our own. And so we have so much more creative freedom. And so 2024, I want to bring this podcast and my name more out there, more into the light. So that is where my focus is. So guys, continue to share and support. It really means everything. So yeah, like... Oh my God, this year is really coming to an end. But enough said, <laughs> I don't want to hold any more time up. Make sure that you guys leave reviews on my Apple and my Spotify. And let's drop into this podcast episode. A part of learning how to be a mature, responsible, self-sourcing, and self-sufficient woman is learning the art behind money and how to manage it. Within my own experience in becoming this responsible and sovereign woman I am today, it started with me understanding money and how to use it. So many times we don't have parents to sit us down, schools don't teach us, and so we're left with learning how to build our money. And luckily for me, my dad was very involved in my life when it came down to teaching me money. And because I come from a long lineage of successful women, I learned a lot from them pertaining to the growth mindsets when it came down to money. They really showed me the importance in being secure and stable within your finances. For me, men was never who I looked for for protection in my life and security. The women always was the ones who built the stable home and the security within the home, especially financially. So it came down to me growing up. I leaned a lot on my mother financially, my aunties. They helped me a lot financially in helping me to build a healthy relationship towards money. The truth is having money and being financially secure and stable is what will empower you. A young woman who is stable and secure within her finances and she know she can take care of herself before anyone and anything, she is empowered and she will feel empowered. And so the saying money doesn't bring us happiness, there is truth to that. Of course, you have lots of internal work to do. Money just want, fits everything. However, what money will do is provide you security in the knowing that if something happens, if, you know, God forbid an accident happened, I can solely rely on myself to take care of myself because I'm stable within my finances. And it's very, very important, especially in this day and time, to teach young women the value of money and how important it is for them to also have their own set of money. I am not saying that you have to be this entire millionaire or billionaire. However, I have lots of college girls who listen to me, young girls, 19, 20, in their early 20s, there was those building stages. And if there's anything I can say to you, it is be responsible and resourceful within your money management. A lot of your empowerment will come from your money management. The women who I've seen who had low self-esteem, insecurity, and they just did not feel good about themselves whatsoever, these women were not as good within their money management. 
However, the women who I've seen who were confident, they were more, they came to the world, they showed up with more empowerment. These women were much more secure within their finances. They always was more stable in their finances because the truth is having money is a source of empowerment. If you hear pages flipping, yes, that is my notes. Being self-sufficient and self-sourcing will empower you. And it comes down to building self-sufficiency and building confidence within your money. That starts with building a relationship to money. So when it comes down to money, you want to have a healthy connection to it. Understanding your values and how you feel about money and reviewing where you are now with your money. So this means, I'm going to give you like a little example. So when I was in high school, let's say like 16, 17, 18, no, 16, 17, yeah, around those ages. I used to be terrible with money. Like, I used to be shit with money. I would get money and I'm a spender. So I had to work to become a saver. I was I was like a serial spender. If you gave me money, it would just burn through my hands. If I saw something online that I wanted, I would just buy it. If my dad gave me money, I would just go and spend it. If anyone gave me money, I would spend it. I was working at my job. Any check that I got, I would just spend it. And so I was this serial spender. I was spending on clothes, lip gloss, uh, anything that you can name that a girl could ever want. That is where my money went towards. And it's normal because I was a teenage girl. So I mean, it's like the typical teenage girl thing to do is spend your money. However, the older that I got, I saw myself repeating this pattern in which I would get money and it would burn through my hands. And so when something happened and I actually needed the money, I didn't have it because I would spend it so freaking fast. And I remember how disempowered I would feel in those moments of not having money, not being able to rely on myself made me feel so disempowered. Anytime I had to ask for this or ask for that, it would make me feel disempowered. And this is not me saying that it's not okay to, you know, ask for money because of course, you know, you should be spoiled. But at the same time, it is so important to have your own set. And this is something that my mom always taught me. She always taught me the essence behind having your own set of everything. Like you never want to be put in a position where you don't have anything. And so now you're having to rely on someone. And because we live in this culture where people are saying, oh, get married for money. You don't have to have a degree. You don't have to have money. You can just marry a rich guy. He'll take care of you because this is the culture that we live in. A lot of young women are getting brainwashed into this thinking that, okay, I don't have to have my own money. I don't have to have my own this, my own that because a person, someone is coming to save me. And that is so detrimental it is so terrible that this is the mentality that we are feeding to these young girls that independency, self-sourcing, and self-sufficiency is something they should throw away with the hopes that someone is coming to save them when that is not the truth. And 
if someone is coming to save you, a rich guy, you marry a rich guy, which is fantastic, that's great. You still need a position in which if something happens, the point leading back to that point, you can take care of yourself. And when I was spending my money, when I was just splurging through money, I was literally putting myself in a position where I couldn't take care of myself. I was spending on DoorDash, self-care products, and clothes. And one day got to a point where I realized, okay, I have to break this spending habit because my relationship with money is toxic. This is a toxic relationship. I'm viewing money as something to just throw away. And that relationship with money is destroying my sense of security so because i'm just throwing away money and burning it it's destroying the security i have with myself when i go somewhere i can't get this thing because i don't have the money when i go here or go there i can't afford anything for myself because i don't have the money and that for me was a very disempowered place to be in and so i knew if i wanted to start building inner confidence and security within myself as a woman that started with me learning how to become more of a saver within my money. There's nothing wrong with my spending because even nowadays I will spoil myself. However, there has to be a balance in which, yes, I can spend and splurge on myself. However, there's enough money aside where if something happens, guess what? I'm a-okay. And so this led me to understanding my values. Since I was young, I always had a vision of me living this very financially prosperous life in which I can live comfortably and securely. I always visioned myself as this woman who can, hmm, like, I love luxurious things. I love self-care. I love coziness. I love a really good and fine life. I've always, from since I was a little girl, always visioned myself living this beautiful abundant prosperous life and so that was one of my values finding security i love being secure and blame it on my taurus blame it on the virgo the capricorn in me i'm an earth sign dominant security is what i value even when i'm like looking for a romantic partner I love people who are secure within themselves, their finances. I love stability. So that was me finding out my value. I value security. So now I have to become serious about my values. Now that I know that, okay, it's stability and it's security that I value. This is the life that I want. I want a life in which I can live luxuriously. I can travel. I can, you know, afford a nice home. I can start me a family. I can do all of these beautiful things for myself. And I can also attract the partner who wants to take care of me because they're also secure and they're also stable. And so with me understanding that as my value, now it's time to become serious about my values. So that means 
Now I'm going to start budgeting. Now I have to start saving. Now I have to become serious about this lifestyle and about how I'm managing my money so I don't keep putting myself in a position in which I'm not secure and stable, which goes against my values. I also really value being able to take care of myself before I get into partnership. It's important I can provide myself a decent, nice lifestyle before I rely on anyone else to provide that for me. So therefore, when it comes down to me seeking partnership, that's not even my focus if I cannot take care of myself first. And this is a controversial take because a lot of women are like, well, well, a good partner, does it matter? They say, no, 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 you should be able to go get you a nice partner anytime. And although I love to see my girls falling in love, love and getting into a beautiful partnership. I love love. However, it is important that I'm being grounded into reality. I am also grounded into me because so many times you have women who go out here and they get themselves into these partnerships and then they can't take care of themselves. They aren't self-reliant. And when things, you know, go down, they don't have themselves to depend on, which lowers their self-esteem even more because that does lower your self-esteem when you can't even rely on yourself. So for me, partnerships is not on my bucket list if I cannot provide myself a decent, nice lifestyle. When it comes down to the partner that I want in my life, I want to be able to give myself at least 75% to 85% of the lifestyle that this guy is going to give me. Of course, he's going to give me more and more and more, but I want to be able to know that I can also provide myself that lifestyle. I love spa dates. I love getting my nails done. I do my own hair. I love shopping. I love traveling. I love a nice life. And so when it comes down to me seeking partnership, that person must also be able to fund my nice lifestyle. When it comes down to my partner, I don't want to ever be put in a position where I have to pay bills. I have to do these things when I'm looking for a partner he has to be able to cover those things otherwise we're just not going to be in partnership <laughs> like no and so for me I love my spa dates. I love my hair done. Not my hair done. I, I can do my own. I love my nails done. I love to shop. I love traveling. I love things paid for. So when I am in a partnership with a guy, those things should not change. Because in the end of the day, without you, I can do those things. So when I'm with you, I should be able to still keep my lifestyle and add more to that lifestyle. And that's the thing with healthy partnership. What creates a healthy partnership is, listen, I've already provided myself this lifestyle. I've already did these things for myself. So with me coming into a partnership with you, this is because you also give me this lifestyle. And not only that, you upgrade my lifestyle. You give me more of a lifestyle. However, I provided myself this lifestyle before anyone. And that is the position 
that you want to be in. So for starters, I do have a career in finance. I do have a big girl job. <laughs> and because of that, I learned a lot on financial literacy and building my financial literacy. Getting my finance job was such a blessing because it literally happened with me networking and talking to the right person. And she was so kind enough to refer me to the right person to get me into the job. So kudos to her. I love her so much and have so much respect for her. The beautiful thing about having a nine to five is it gives you the opportunity to learn new skills and it gives you good knowing to know that a check is guaranteed to come. Many nine to fives have benefits such as 401ks and college reimbursements and insurance plans. And this day and time where fast money and scamming and having no integrity is a trend, people tend to shit on nine to fives and I honestly cannot stand this culture of shitting nine to fives because people are so accustomed to, you know, instant gratification. People have really lost their integrities. Do not be influenced by this culture of scamming and OnlyFans and fast money idolization. The money looks good. However, you want money that keeps your spirit clear and integrity. You want money that will give you peace when you're 40. As an influencer, people automatically assume I don't work and my social media pays me. But the truth is, my 9 to 5 is where I get majority of my money. My 9 to 5 helps me a lot within stabilizing my finances. Don't get me wrong, my social media, especially my TikTok, has just now started paying me well than before. Also, my coaching helps me a lot. My coaching is also another stream of income that has been beautiful for me and has been a great stream of income. And it comes down to my coaching. That is my second stream of income. I always recommend to women to never just have one stream of income. Always have another stream of income. That way, if something happens to this stream of income, you have another stream of income coming in. Whether it's creative work, something you do on the side, like always just have some other money coming in because it's nice to know that, okay, money over here, money over there, money over here, money over there. Like you want to have money coming in. You want money to be flowing in. So when it comes down to my one-on-one -on -one mentoring, that has been a good stream of income. If you heard that, I'm moving my mic. But with my coaching and with me practicing and with me being more into my coaching than um, my influencing work, that helps me keep my integrity. And what I mean by this is if I wanted to be an influencer that got, you know, these things and sold my integrity for this and that, I could do that. However, because I'm so within my values and my morals I don't want to get caught up in the fast money that so many of these influencers get caught up in. And that would just never be of my character to even put myself in a position where I am losing out on my integrity all for a dollar. Like, I'm not going to do that. So it comes down to my coaching. That helps me a lot with staying in integrity. Knowing that my coaching is an honest way of me making money, I'm helping people, I'm in service to women, and in return, 
I form a beautiful stream of income off of my service work and purpose work. And so it's about me taking my online work and instead of making fast money off of my online work i actually build this substantial business i actually build a beautiful blossoming and a honest business of purpose of service to women i took my platform and i extended it i took my platform and made it something long term rather than short term and that is just so important especially with money where people are getting into scams and um this and that and they wonder why they lose their money so fast is because the way you get money is the way that you lose money and so if you're getting money so fast you're gonna lose that money very fast however when you work for that money when you have put time and effort to get that money you value it more and that is the truth. When you've got the money fast paced and when you just got it just in one second, you don't value it because you didn't put work behind it. However, when you have truly worked for your money and you were honest behind you getting that money, now you value it. Now you truly want to take care of it and manage it. Now you truly see that, okay, my money means something because I had to work for this. And so it's very important that you just don't get so caught up in this fast money world. People shit on nine to fives. However, the, the, I mean, the common sense is it is nine to fives that is keeping this world, you know, going <laughs> without nine to fives. You wouldn't be able to go to your favorite restaurant. You wouldn't be able to go to the bank. You wouldn't be able to um, go to the gas station to get your gas. Like it's nine to fives that's keeping this world flowing so for people to even shit on nine to fives it's very stupid if you are in a period of your life where you are working a nine to five please release that shame please release that guilt of you working your nine to five your honest job that is giving you benefits be okay with the position that you are in life and be in gratitude with where you are in life and please stop rushing yourself and of course if you have the goal in mind that okay i want to work this nine to five but eventually i want to get into entrepreneurship where I am building my own business, I am successful on my own, keep those goals intact, but do not shit on the position that you are in life while getting to this next position. Because the truth is, you cannot, it's a quote, it said, you cannot hate yourself into a version that you love. I love that quote so much. And it's the truth. You cannot sit here and be like, okay, I am working this nine to five. And I hate my nine to five, fuck my nine to five. But, you know, I want to become an entrepreneur one day. When I do, I'll be the happiest person in the world. You just cannot do that. Find the joy and find the love in where you are right now. And so when you get to the next level, you can bring the love that you created in that space you are right now into the next phase of your life and for me what has worked beautifully for me was keeping my nine to five working my nine to five and also having my one-on-one -on -one coaching on the side and 
bringing in money from that. And so that has been a very beautiful and financially prosperous plan for me in which I am working while also having my business that is successful on the side. And so that has worked for me. So it's really about understanding, okay, what works for me and how can I ground in what works for me? And it's different routes for different people. So do not feel like you have to copy my route because everyone has different routes. So another tip I have is putting a name on my money. And what I mean by this is every dollar has to have an assignment. And what I mean by this is like I said before, I used to recklessly burn through money because I did not know where my money was going. So when someone handed me money, I was like, okay, I can just do whatever with this because I did not have a name to it. I just had the money in my hand and that was that. And so I would just spend it because it didn't have a purpose on it. Your money has to have a purpose. Your money has to have a reason behind it. Your money needs to have purpose. When you get your money, you should already be planning where that money is going to go. Okay, I just re received my check. I'm going to put this half in my checkings. My checkings will be for like gas, no, this, that little stuff, my savings. This is how much money I'm going to put in my savings. I will not touch my savings unless there's an emergency and in this money I can just have for you no know, whatever to pay something off like you need to have a purpose with your money even the money that you don't necessarily like that, that you aren't necessarily like you no know, doing anything with it still needs to have a purpose so if someone gives like $50 to be nice like here here's 50 and you're like hey this money to splurge and that money in that in that moment <laughs> you just gave that money a purpose to splurge on it this money will just be to splurge on boom because that money has a purpose tied to it now you feel more confident spending it because you know where that money is going to go okay i just received five hundred dollars okay utilities is coming bills are coming okay instead of using this five hundred dollars to splurge maybe i should pay off some of the things that i need to pay off so this five hundred dollars the purpose behind this money is to pay off my bills and maybe any money i have left over i can use it for this in that moment, I am giving my dollar an assignment. And this has helped me a lot with not just spending my money, learning, okay, I need to save this. Let me build on top of this. Okay, I want to travel. Okay, let's build up some savings for traveling. Like you have to learn how to treat your money like it has a purpose. Please do so. And something else that I recommend is putting a purpose behind your accounts. So your debit, your credit, your savings, these should have a purpose behind it. You need to know what your debit is for, not debit, yeah, your debit is for, your credit is for, and your savings account is for. What is the assignment behind these things? I use my, so for example, right? Let me drink some water real quick. So, for example, my debit nowadays is used for little stuff. So, 
if I'm buying, I don't have a car. So for me, I'm using my debit for transportation. So I'll use my debit for that. Let's say credit. My credit is used for food and activities and I put my subscriptions on my credit. I put my, I use my debit for groceries. And then for my credit, I put like subscriptions and like, you know, utility, cause my utility is really nothing. And so I put that on credit. I put my insurance on credit and then I pay it back with my debit. So I give my credit and my debit card an assignment. And so lately nowadays, I practice a finance tool in which I use my credit for majority of my transactions. So because I get points on my credit, of course, and rewards, and because also I can, you know, build my credit in the process, building credit is very important when it comes down to getting a home, getting your first apartment, getting a car. They're going to ask for credit. Having good credit is everything. I don't care what anyone says or anyone has told you. You need to have good credit and that comes with being able to pay off your credit card back. And so I do most of my transactions on my credit card and then I just pay it back. And then with my debit, I do like transportation. Let's say me, me and my friend are going to get ice cream. I'll use my debit, like, no, whatever. Like, but usually my debit, I'm not spending that much money on my debit. I use my debit card to build money on. And then my credit, I use it like my spending. Like I spend on my credit, but my debit is where I'm building money than taking money. And so that is one, that's one tip that I have. And then for my savings account, I don't touch my savings unless I truly, truly have to in case of emergency. Like my savings, I just don't like touching my savings. You should also have a purpose behind what is my savings for. Some people say for college or travel or a new home or an apartment. Do not touch your savings unless, again, you really, really have to. And so... When it comes down to your money, it goes back to purpose. Everything that you do in this life has to have a meaning and a purpose. Money has to be used with intention. And the reason why a lot of women tend to just blow through their money and a lot of women can be very frivolous with their money and we made it a girl thing to be frivolous and just spend our money and I'm a girl. Like, no, like (laughs) we have to be intentional with our money. We have to be. We have to have intention behind all that we do. Because these things is what makes our lives more enjoyable. It's what gives us security and self-esteem is when we have intention behind what we do. So discipline and establishing that was just so important also. Like learning how to sometimes go without things. Learning how to sometimes cut away things. Like me, I love a spa day. I love a good rejuvenating spa day where I go book a $200, dollars package and I am just out for the entire day. I used to be bad on that until <laughs> until I had to teach myself, okay, 
Listen, I know you love your spas. I know you love your luxury. I know that you love your pleasure and your comfort. It's the Taurus in you that loves that pleasure. And we we know. I love the splurge on candles. I love soaps. I love, I just love self-care products. I love it all. And so sometimes it's about learning how to go without or sometimes learning how to just minimize it and what I mean by this is okay this soap right here that I want to get is like $15 let's say $10 okay listen girl sometimes you may have to just buy the the dove soap bar like (laughs) you're gonna have to learn how to sometimes go without you're gonna learn how to you have to learn how to sometimes minimize it learn how to just bring it down a little bit Sometimes the lifestyle that you want is going to take time to get there. It's not going to be all in one go. And so when you're trying to buy this and buy that and buy this and buy that to obtain a lifestyle, you're really hurting yourself because to obtain a lifestyle, it takes time. It takes patience. It takes diligence. And so many times we will rush ourselves into that lifestyle and then we go broke. (laughs) We go broke because we have rushed ourselves into a lifestyle that truly took time, that truly takes time. So going back to my luxurious spa dates, I had to learn how to say, okay, listen, the spa dates, the frequent spa dates are going to have to come, are going to have to cease. Okay, you have bills now. You have insurance now. You have rent now. You are grown now. Okay, you have things, you have priorities now. So it's not saying that I can't have these things. It's not saying that, okay, Allison can enjoy her beautiful lifestyle. It is saying that Allison has to now prioritize. And if you aren't in a position where you are paying bills or whatever, you still need to practice prioritizing. So when it gets to that point, you already know. And so it's saying that, okay, Allison can still have these things. Allison Allison can still have her beautiful lifestyle. She just has to learn how to prioritize, how to be disciplined, how to have that thing in her that knows when to slow down. Okay, stop. Okay, go. Cutting out DoorDash was so hard for me because when I moved out my mom's house, I knew that it was either going to be door dashing or having money to pay my bills. <laughs> and now with my mom, I could door dash frequently because I was under her roof and I knew that she paid for everything. So I would just door dash and door dash and door dash and door dash. And so when I moved out, a sacrifice that I had to make was cutting out door dash, cutting out it, learning how to say, okay, listen, I cannot do DoorDash. The the everything's expensive. I can't do it. If I cannot walk to this restaurant, it I'm living in a city, so like a restaurant, like a minute away, like literally 30 seconds away, you're at a restaurant. <laughs> so I mean, I can walk now to where I want to go to get something to eat. And nowadays I really prioritize grocery shopping. So groceries are high as hell i'm not even gonna lie like i wouldn't even sit here and be like oh my god you guys groceries are so fun like no groceries is as high as bills now they okay like grocery shopping i have to pray before i walk into the supermarket i'm like oh my god like i have to i'm gonna spend a bag over some groceries and so when i go grocery shopping 
I'm budgeting myself. Okay, this is how much I'm spending today in the grocery store. Anything over that I'm not spending on, just not. If I have to minimize something, if I have to get only one of this or or less of that, I don't mind. However, I have to have groceries and grocery shopping has saved me lots of money pertaining to like not eating out because I used to eat out a lot. And so now that I cook my meals and I home cook almost everything, especially bigger meals, like I'll cook spaghetti because it's like a, it's a lot of leftovers or mac and cheese, or I'll make like a pot of chicken and soup, like leftover kind of food. So I can have lunch at my job. I can have food and I come back home. Like meal prepping my meals have been such a beautiful ritual for me in which I'm taking time out to just meal prep and cut up my fruits and cut up my vegetables and do all these things. So throughout the week, I have food and I'm not just scrambling out here for groceries. And so that has been a really, 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 really helpful, helpful tip for me in which I am just prioritizing that. And also to Something I want to mention is coming to your money from a place of non-resistance. And what I mean by this is one thing I used to do a lot was when I was a very over when I was an overspender and just spent money just like quick. I knew the next day I had to face myself and look at my bank account. And those days was the worst because it was really symbolism for, okay, now you have to face yourself. And I couldn't face myself. And so I would go to my bank, my, my bank account and be like, oh my God, what in the hell am I about to see? And I would carry this guilt and this shame and all of these horrible feelings from <laughs> like spending and overspending my money. Until I learned this beautiful, beautiful tip, which is come to your bank account, your money from a place of non-resistance. Instead of instead of trying to push away yourself, instead of trying to avoid yourself, learn how to come to your money from a place of compassion. So what I mean by this is when you go to your bank account after you overspent, excuse me, after you overspent, You're going to have to practice learning how to say, okay, it is time to face myself and I can hold myself through this. It is time to look and see me. It's time to see what I've done. And I can do that because I'm coming to this from place of compassion rather than guilt and shame, which we have so normalized and it comes down to our money. Coming to it from a place of compassion. Learning how to look at your bank account and say, okay, a lot of money has been deducted, (laughs) but now that I know that this is an area in which I tend to overspend, what can I be doing to lessen this? What can I be doing to avoid this? So when I go back out, I'm not falling back into the same habits. Okay, I see that uh, this amount of money has been spent. That's okay, Allison. It's okay. Breathe. The money can be made back. It's not the end of the world. 
All right, what can I be doing is learning how to come to your money from compassion. And this will build your self-esteem and your confidence because you're teaching yourself that you can hold yourself. Building self-trust and building self-reliance is learning how to hold yourself even in those difficult moments with money. Learning how to say, instead of shame myself and guilting myself because maybe I overspent, I don't need to shame myself. I don't need to guilt myself because the world is already cruel enough. So when I come home to me, I need to be the coziest, most comfortable, most safe space for myself, whether it's mentally, emotionally, physically, financially, all of it applies. You have to learn how to come to yourself from a place of love rather than a place of hate. Because again, you cannot hate yourself into a version that you love. So you cannot look at your account and be like, oh my God, I'm such a fucking idiot. I just overspent. Like what is wrong with me? And thinking that it's going to grow your money. That's not how it's going to go. And it's actually when you come to your account from a place of compassion and love in which you can form a beautiful solution for yourself in which you can think think of a logical solution because you're more clear-headed rather than you are in a you know in a pile of guilt and shame and so now you can't logically think of a good you can't logically think of a good solution to combat the problem and so it's very important to notice how am I showing up to my money how am I showing up to my bank account and How is this affecting the way that I spend my money? Because all this affects the way that you're spending, that you're saving. A lot of us, if we actually sat down with ourselves, will admit that we do not have healthy relationships towards money. That money scares us. That money intimidates us. And it's because we have been taught, especially as women, to always carry this form of guilt and shame. And for a lot of us, it's spilled over into our finances. So when you can sacredly rebel and say, I am not going to carry that into my financial life. I'm going to bring so much love and so much compassion and empathy into my financial life. That is a beautiful, sacred rebellion. That is growth mindset. That is prosperity mindset that is abundant mindset and that is a mindset that we as women are going to have to learn especially in a patriarchal society which wants to demonize every single thing that we do a great decision i also made with my money that i am so proud of was deciding not to go to college I just did not feel good with the thought of me being in piles and piles and piles of debt and not being able to pay that debt off. That didn't feel good for me. And it came down to being serious about my values going back to that and protecting that vision of me living a prosperous, abundant life. I knew that, okay, having that much debt is just not attractive to me. That is not ideal for me so I'm going to avoid that and that was such a a sacred rebellion moment for me because I know my mom and my 
the women in my family, they all praised college for getting them to where they are. Like, you know, oh, well, college got me this and this job and this career. College is very great. And I am not ever going to downplay the benefits of college. If you are in college right now, because I do have a lot of girls from college listening, please get your education. If the degree is so valuable to you, like honestly stick to that because in the end of the day, what may be so personal and foundational to me may not be that for you and vice versa. And we can coexist in that. And so I knew when it came down to protecting my financial future of this prosperous life, this luxurious life, I knew, okay, I am not going to get myself in that much debt over you know an education that I feel like should be affordable for the everyday person that is just awful to me and then no one talks about the thing in which a lot of those people who get out of college who deal with the debt no one talks about their mental health decline and so a lot of people talk about the benefits of college when they're trying to rush and force their kids into college they only focus on the benefits, but no one talks about the mental health decline a lot of those kids face after college and then they're sent their papers through the mail detailing their their debt. Why does no one talk about that? And so when we are mentioning the benefits of college and university, we're forgetting to leave that aspect out, the mental health aspect. And I know for me, it will really affect my mental health if I had that pile of debt above my head. I've always been a very creative spirit in which carving out my own path and using my money for something that I want that is so personal to me, that has always been very, very, very real and important to me and so when I decided to make the decision of not going to college that was a very personal decision and this is what I mean by having a personal intentional and meaningful relationship with your money in which you can say my money and what I do with it is intentional it just does not burn through my hand it doesn't I don't you know just not do anything with it I am very intentional with it. When I save it, I will save it. When I spend it, I will spend it. I know how I'm going to get my money. I know the places where I may lose my money. It's being so purposeful with your money. And as women, as you are becoming sovereign and empowered, and as you are becoming so self-sufficient, you're growing into the beautiful young woman you are, you need to value having your own money, being secure financially, being stable financially, being well off financially. That is attractive. That is ideal in which you can afford a lifestyle for yourself first in which, you know, when a guy come into your life, all he has to do is just add on to it. All he has to do is just come in and make it even better because the truth is it was already good before you. Like <laughs> I was already booking my spa appointments. I was already paying my bills. I was already doing all these things. I was already traveling. I was already doing all of that. So when you come into my life, 
You are making it 110,000 times better. You're not just giving me an entire lifestyle. And if you leave, you can take it away from me. You should never, ever, 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 ever want to put yourself in the position in which if I give something to you, I can take it away from you and you are left for dead in the dust. Don't you ever put yourself in that position. And one thing that the women in my family always taught me was have your own set of everything. When it comes down to you and your money and what you do with your money, you want to always be able to know that you can afford it yourself first. And I'm not saying that there'll be probably a time where you get a partner and he can afford, you know, like say he buys, he buys a home for you. And maybe you can afford that out of your pocket, but he can. That's different, right? I know for me, ideally, when it, when it comes down to me getting a partner, I want my partner to be able to afford those things. I wouldn't be able to pay the bills, afford a nice home. When I you know, go through a pregnancy one day and I have you know my children, I want my partner to be able to afford a lifestyle for me that is soft. So when I am pregnant, I'm not working. I don't wish to work during my pregnancy. I want to be able to take off of my work and he has the money to take care of me throughout my entire pregnancy in the years after where, you know, I had to raise the baby through their toddler stages because I always believed in my mom always told me never if do not put your child in daycare if they cannot speak. So when they learn to speak, that is when you can put them in daycare. So if something happens to them, they can talk to you. However, you want to be you want to be taking care of them in those years where they can't you know speak for themselves. And so when it comes down to my pregnancy and me carrying a man's baby, I want to be able to be in a position where I'm good financially, and also he's so good financially. I don't even have to work because he's taking care of the bills. He been did that, but he's taking care of the home. He's taking care of me. He's booking my appointments and paying for them. He's buying the nursery. I'm picking up the furniture. He's buying it. Like I want a pregnancy that is so sweet and it is so soft and it is so comforting and loving. And so when I birth my baby, my baby is coming home to a mother in an environment that is so sweet and nourishing and supportive because my husband, who is well off financially and stable financially, he has made and created an environment with his money. He has created a beautiful, soft environment for me and my baby. And so have I. And so to bring that all full circle, this is why it's so important to be financially secure, to be financially stable. So if you're in college and you're currently building your money, you're working full time, you're not there yet, you're building your money. We're all there working, we're building. In this space in which we are building to the lifestyles that we want, it is so important that you are getting clear on your values. You're getting serious on which you value. You're intentional with how you're spending and how you're saving. And you're understanding that no one will understand your values and no one will understand what is so personal to you like you. So don't let anyone shame you for where you are in life, where you are with your money, where you are, you know, financially or whatever, honor each period 
that you are in financially because each period where we are financially gives us wisdom for how to create that vision that we want. So when I was you no know, just spending and spending and spending and spending, just letting money burn through my hands, those periods of my life was actually giving me the wisdom to learn how to save my money. So I could be in this period of my life right now, being able to take care of myself and live on my own. So this is why you need as a woman to build a healthy, beautiful, prosperous relationship with money. Money is a part of a woman's empowerment, a part of you building high self-esteem and self-empowerment, self-trust, self-reliance and sovereignty is learning how to manage your money. So I think I'm going to end it here. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for tuning in and listening to me. Thank you so much for tuning into my truths. I hope this podcast has been really, really helpful because it's been highly requested. So I'm so glad to finally release it. Of course, if you want to join my one-on-one mentoring, my link is in my bio. So yeah, leave your reviews on my Apple and Spotify and I will see you guys in the next podcast episode.